Welcome to episode 8 of the Battle Academy podcast. My name is Monica. You may know me in-game as Anthissa or on social media as Anthissa21. Today we're going to get in-depth on the Master League. If you've played GBL before, go Battle League, and you're familiar with all the ins and outs of everything, you know that Master League is the high-end cup. There is no CP limits. Basically, if you're going in there, you've got your Pokemon maxed out, best buddied, whatever you can do to give yourself a boost. We're going to talk about the core of Master League, the meta. It's actually relatively smaller compared to Ultra League and Great League. And I have a couple of articles kind of going over that one from PokemonGoHub.net and another one from Sylph Arena, which has a great little section of resources that has a couple of budget options you might want to look into, especially if you've hit a couple of the community days. After all of that is said and done, I'm going to pick a Master League relevant Pokemon of the Week, one that I think is at least somewhat easily obtainable, maybe not depending on where you live, but you may already have enough in your storage to generate a decent contender for Master League. And then I'm going to finish up the show with a segment that I talked about before and I wanted to do this week. I'm going to call it AP Battle Academy because we're going to talk about an advanced strategy technique that you can take into Go Battle League and Sylph Arena. You can practice it a little bit with your sparring partners, whoever you've got picked out for that. And once you get the hang of it, begin implementing that into your gameplay. All in all, I believe it's going to be a bit of an interesting episode. So let's get started, shall we? I am going to start with my article from PokemonGoHub.net, the Master League Guide, basically. They talk about the meta that is for Master League. And if you've dabbled in it even a little bit since it's been launched for this season, then you know right off the bat, you're looking down the barrel of a business end of a lot of legendaries and mythicals and of course pseudo legendaries like togekiss it's called pseudo legendary because you can still obtain it in the game some way without having to raid for it and stuff but it is harder to get to and the main four they talk about that you're going to encounter over and over again is going to be dialga altered form giratina or origin form also shows up as well Togekiss and Groudon. Now, the other articles that I've been reading up on for this, a lot of them focus heavily on Giratina and Groudon and what you might want to consider in order to counter them. And that's where some of the budget picks I'll have later on are going to focus. They're going to focus on countering those because I'll tell you right now, building up a legendary is going to break the Stardust Bank really fast. And unless you near religiously walk a legendary, you're going to be pumping a lot of rare candy into maxing it out and building it up. Uh, For most legendaries, they do not recommend getting a second move, but you know there are people that are going to do it. So, of course, all of these are listed with a two charge move set. Honestly, in my opinion, if you're wanting to save on the Stardust or you're hurting for Stardust, using a good powered up legendary with only one charge move is probably the best way to go. After the little bit about 
Giratina in both forms. The article does go on to talk a bit about Dragonite and Palkia. Again, Palkia, another legendary you can't really get a hold of, but Dragonite, a little easier to get to. Mostly focusing on the dragon moves that they both have. Dragon Breath for both of them. And Draco Meteor or Dragon Claw for Dragonite. Aquatail Draco Meteor for Palkia. Um, and of course, the Draco Meteor is a legacy move on Dragonite from its community day. So if you have any Elite TM saved up and you're wanting to be competitive in Master League, this might be the good time to use them. If you're planning on building up those Pokemon or you've already got them maxed out. Again, be mindful of your dust spending because that is what's going to cause your limitations here. And of course, we also get Melmetal. Now, if you've completed the Meltan quest in Pokemon Go, you have access to Meltan. But if you did not play Pokemon Let's Go and start transferring Pokemon from Go into Let's Go, and this is the game that came out for Switch that's basically a jumping off point into Pokemon for new people and young kids who got started with Pokemon with Go, then I highly advise you go ahead and do that because transferring Pokemon into Let's Go gets you the Meltan boxes so you can get the candy for Melmetal. Otherwise, you're stuck with just your one Meltan and you're gonna have to pump a whole bunch of rare candy into it. And that's may not be what you want to put all your rare candy into. So that that's the main thing, is trying to figure out where you want to go with all of your supplies, your resources and such. What baskets do you want to put your eggs in, so to speak? And of course, the rest of the list after that, Kyogre, Mewtwo, and a whole bunch of stuff on Mewtwo, and some Mudshot users. The stuff about Mewtwo is basically... It's great for the psychic moves. The problem is is certain moves that you want to use are legacy moves you can only get if you got Mewtwo in certain raids. Psy Strike and Shadow Ball. Those are both great, excellent moves if you can get them. But unless you got them already on the Mewtwo, you're gonna have to Elite TM them. And that's kind of a pain in the neck. And again, you have to be picky about where you want to spend your Elite TMs. The, a lot of good news on Mewtwo. Otherwise, if you don't have it, they suggest Ice Beam and Focus Blast to make your best coverage. I've tried using Mewtwo in other leagues, so maybe I'll try building up one of mine to use for Master League. Give that a shot. Then, of course... Like I mentioned earlier, the Mudshot users, Garchomp, Swampert, and Incarnate Landorus. Your best bet out of that trio is going to be Swampert. Because of one, unless you got Landorus from the Go Battle League rewards, or you happen to hit a tier 5 raid that had Landorus, you're not going to have him. The Landorus tier 5s came out, I believe, around the height of the pandemic when everything was really starting to shut down, especially here in the States when we were getting hints and, and sites that, okay, things are going to change. Stores are going to be shutting down. It's going to be essential businesses only. That's when I remember Landorus coming out about mid to late March early April. So getting Lander is kind of hard. I picked up a couple in League, I believe, Rank 7 rewards of Go Battle League. I've never gotten past Rank 7. And then, of course, the whole situation with Garchomp. You're banking on having possibly picked up enough Gibble during the recent Dragon Week 
or you're going to hope you've gotten lucky during Go Battle League for a reward section, or you're going to hope you live in a spot where Gibble actually spawns on, I'm not going to say it a regular basis, but I'm guessing like a semi-normal basis, maybe once every couple of weeks or something. And honestly, Swampert is going to be your best bet through this because he's going to be the easiest to get to and he's going to be cheaper to build up. Also, he's had a community day, so if you've got one with Hydro Cannon, you're moving in the right direction as it is. Add Earthquake to that and you're going to have a really, really good tanky mud boy to take into Master League. Definitely worthwhile to build up a Swampert at some point. However, they're not perfect and they are going to have flaws. In the article lists them losing to Kyogre, Palkyrie, Palkia, excuse me, Togekiss, and Dragonite, especially if shields are used. Honestly, you're not going to be able to cover everything perfectly, no matter what you take into Master League, unless, of course, you get the the good, good legendaries, Grudon and Giratina, you'll have a bit more better coverage. However, nothing is completely and 100% bulletproof. Just keep that in mind. Next on the list, Zekrom and Rashiram. Uh, hopefully you've gotten plenty of those and enough candy to build them up. I've got a few and I've got to look at them. And Mudslap users, Excadrill and Rhyferior. Rhyferior, if you can get the Rock Wrecker, if you got that during the community day that we had recently, that is definitely worthwhile. And you probably have enough candies to build that up. And again, another easily accessible Pokemon that you can use for Master League. Excadrill... Uh, it very rarely spawns the wild for my region anyway. And the only times I ever see Drillbur normally are in raids. So it's a little harder to get to than the Rhyferior. And again, of course, there are flaws for everything. It They lose, again, to Kyogre and fighting types. Palkia, Swampert, Landorus. Ground, water seems to be a good combination, but not for these guys. They also mentioned possibly building up Metagross or Heatran. Of course, we just had Heatran raids. So if you've gotten a really good one, that may be worthwhile. Although, again, it's a pseudo semi-legendary. Well, actually, it is a legendary. So it's going to cost you more to build up. We did have the Community Day on Metagross. If you got to play that, that is definitely worthwhile. And then, of course, Snorlax. Again, Shadow Snorlax shows up in the PV Poke Top 10. So if you're able to get one off a grunt and it has a decent IV, it's definitely worth looking into. Uh, they also mentioned Darkray, Regirock, Regice, Lugia, the Laddie twins, Latios, Latias, and some fighting types, Machamp, Conkledor, and that's pretty much it. As you can see, the majority of these Pokemon, the majority of these Pokemon, I will learn to talk. I swear to God, I will learn to talk. The majority of the Pokemon you see entering into Master League are all of these legendaries that aren't always easy to get and definitely not always easy to get with good IVs. I know I have over a half dozen Rayquaza just in passing and not a single one of them had decent IVs. <laughs> so it is hard to get your foot in the door on Master League. So all of that said, let us go to this wonderful Reddit thread that I found. And 
This is through Sylph Arena. And let's talk about some budget options. There are a couple they list. And if you're interested, the all of the resources that I talk about today are going to be pinned in the podcast description. I always make sure to do that so you guys can see where I'm getting my information. So transparency, first and foremost. And secondly, so you can see the resources that I'm reading Maybe understand it in your own way if you want to follow along as you're listening, however that works for you. Basically, so you have access to these things as well. All right, so what I'm looking at now is sylph.gg. They have a menu bar in the top right corner. And when you go in there, you'll see PvP resources. If you click on Master League, that is the what I am looking at. They've got five different resources here, including a couple of Reddit articles and some infographics and an interesting video you'll probably want to check out. Master League Team Building Guide created by Zionic. So that is definitely worthwhile to get into. I don't know if they take dust spending into account, but this one article by Seawolf actually does. He writes the Nifty or Thrifty series on Sylph Arena, which basically anytime a cup comes out, he basically breaks down the meta and decides whether or not it is worth spending the dust or if you can get by with some budget options that will work just as well. Of these wonderful articles, and you can look at some of the other ones in your free time if you're interested, I am going to take a look at the Torterra and Friends. This is some budget Pokemon for Master League that you can consider. Written by J.R.E. Seawolf, who does the Sylph Arena's Nifty or Thrifty series. Now, what that means is whenever Sylph Arena launches a new cup, they basically take a look at the meta and pull out some that are worth spending dust on and some that are good for saving your dust up. Basically, thrifty Pokemon that you can use for the league that aren't going to break your Stardust budget, and some nifty ones that you might want to save up the dust and candy for. So this is basically a look at some interesting budget choices for Meta League, excuse me, Master League. (laughs) Oh, pardon me, for Master League. And there's a couple of choices here that are worth considering. The main two he focuses on, they focus on, are Torterra and Blaziken. And I am thinking about building me up a good Torterra because the article he goes into in huge into depth on Torterra and he basically calls it Torterra because it apparently does really, really well. They point out Torterra is the only grass ground typing It resists ground and rock moves, triple resists electric moves because of the typing, and takes only super effective damage from bug, fire, and flying, none of which tend to show up in Master League due to the typing of the legendaries and the heavy hitters that you run into. Basically, he does a teardown of running simulations on PvPoke, In each of these simulations that they do the rundown on, Torterra comes out on top, simply working on each of these different breakdowns. Started with just the fast move alone, looking at just Razor Leaf. Uh, It takes out Mamoswine, Kyogre, Tyranitar, Raikou, Machamp, Groudon. It says, of course, thoroughly destroys Rhyferion Swampert. Does good damage against Garchomp, Darkrai. Gyarados, and Snorlax as well. 
and that's just before you add in the charge moves. That's really impressive if you think about it. It goes into considering the charge moves that are available, Sand Tomb, Frenzy Plant, Stone Edge, Earthquake, Return, and Solar Beam, and the ones that come out on top are Sand Tomb and Stone Edge, which is really, really interesting. Because normally you'd think it's going to be that Frenzy Plant Community Day move, but apparently, blow for blow, Sand Tomb apparently outperforms Frenzy Plant, even taking down Mel Metal, which is really, really, really interesting. So all in all, if you've got a good Turtwig Torterra from the Community Day we had late last year, then you'd definitely want to consider building it up as a budget master league option that's huge because turtwig is really easy to find around so building up candy is a non-issue plus you've got the starter bonus for buying a second move which is just basically 10,000 stardust and 25 candy i believe not bad for building up a master league pokemon the second one he talks about is blaziken with counter and blaze kick and blast burn that is an interesting one as well he doesn't go into as much depth but says it's worth it as a budget build especially considering again we've already had the blaziken community day so you've got a good one built up for one of the minor leagues just power it up and maybe rebuild another one come december for the lower leagues definitely worth considering And of course, they also talk about anything you've already maxed out uh, during maybe the first couple of years of the game. If you've been playing for that long, going ahead and looking at what you already have maxed out is definitely worthwhile. Pokemon to consider that need a second move. They list Machamp. It's a little costly. You're going to have to pay up for the second move, but it's definitely worth considering. And he calls it basically a souped up Blaziken. Another one to consider, of course, is Mamoswine, and I will go into more on Mamoswine later. It's got a great moveset. It's a little costly, but it's definitely worthwhile. He says you can have a good Dialga Slayer if you go for the 50,000 more for that second move and get Bulldoze. And definitely worth considering, it is in the top 10 of PV Pokes Master League rankings. And again, more talk about Snorlax and Garchomp. And again, Snorlax will be easier to build than Garchomp because Gibble is not as abundant as Snorlax. Although you do have the issue of trying to find a Shadow Snorlax, which is a little harder. Pokemon that don't need a second move is the last considerations here. And that includes Tyranitar, Dragonite, and I believe that's it. There is some mention of a couple of others that um, he mentions are farly outside the meta. Archeops, Cobalion, Zendemaranitan, Darmanitan. I will learn to read. Actually, he says those are weaknesses for Dragonite. A, a single move Dragonite, definitely worth considering. He says because the differences, almost half a list of Genesis, which basically means the weaknesses to Dragonite are not going to show up in Master League, well, half of them anyway. You do have to be careful with Dragonite if you do counter a Mamoswine because it's major weaknesses ice and you got to get it out of there quickly or you're going to lose your your Dragonite. So that is just some very interesting budget counters to consider. And I just thought the Torterra was really, really interesting. 
I am going to look at that. I am going to look at my blaze again, and I am going to reconsider my Dragonite on whether or not it actually needs the second move. So definitely some food for thought, so to speak. And I hope that helps you out with picking out which Pokemon you want to move forward with. Alrighty, I'm going to take a small break, get me some water, and then after this, the Pokemon of the week, I've already mentioned it, and of course, AP Battle Academy. We're going to get into discussing our very first advanced tactic for PvP battling. So all of that wonderful goodness right after the break, back in a second. Alrighty, before we get back into it, a little bit of shameless self-promotion. I'm not really comfortable doing this, but it is something that needs to be done when you're doing things like this. And that is basically letting you know where you can check out this show in all places if you're just tapping this straight out of Twitter or places on Instagram and Twitter and whatnot where you can send me some messages that I will gladly read and and uh, do my best to give advice or give you shout outs here on the show, whichever happens. So let's get down to it. This show is basically hosted through Red Circle. That is where you get the link directly from my Twitter to the show. You'll get the public page podcast for the podcast there. You can also check the show out on Spotify and give me a follow there, as well as Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. And if you use one of those services like Apple or Google, go ahead and leave a review and let me know what you think of it. It's always appreciated. I also try to make sure I have every episode posted to YouTube as well. I missed last week's and I'd like to take a moment and apologize for that. I will get that corrected as soon as I can. Also, you can check out my other show, Catan Public Radio. Um, I'm supposed to have an episode this week, but due to unforeseen circumstances and the fact that no real major news has come from the game at this point, there will not be an episode right away. I will try to make sure I get another episode of Catan Public Radio ready to go as soon as I can, so please bear with me on that. If you're not sure about what Catan Public Radio is, it is basically a news and information podcast for the upcoming Niantic game, Catan World Explorers. It's really interesting if you're a fan of the Catan board game or if you just like AR games in general. Definitely worth checking out. Um, I'm trying to keep fresh news on it, but because it is still in beta, it is a bi-weekly podcast at this point in time. You can hit me up on Twitter or Instagram. My username is Anthisa21. On Instagram, it's Anthisa.21. And on there, you can check out all of my AR Pokemon photos. And if you're interested, I am going to be a part of the AR Collabs tournament second round that's coming through. I was part of the first one. I did pretty decently, my partner and I. And I am going to be a part of the second one. My partner is really amazing at what they do. So I'm really excited for what's soon to come in that direction. If you're interested in any of the AR, you can DM me either on Twitter or Instagram, and I can help set you up for that. Uh, 
some of my friends on Instagram have created some YouTube tutorial videos, um, mainly by Hex Manifesto. So if you want to look those up, those are definitely worthwhile as well. And if you're interested in supporting the podcast, you can check out my merch shop at teespring.com slash shops slash Pegasus podcast. You'll get the merch with Pegasus podcast logo, anything for Battle Academy, as well as Catan Public Radio, shirts, face masks, fanny packs. I did whatever I was able to do that it was allowed to me to do. So if you're interested in any of that, that is greatly appreciated. Um, I'm also still working on trying to figure out how to do a Patreon. So once I get that up and going, that will be appreciated as well. And I will have a tier for doing shout outs on the show. And that will definitely be a thing that happens. Um, definitely want to say a huge thank you to all of my supporters, everybody who's a regular listener of the show, King of Shinies, Noah Plays, Disneyland Kid. You guys have been great in helping me get the podcast out and get it seen. I totally appreciate that. Um, Ken from Lured Up, who has given me advice when I was first getting started and who has helped get my show seen as well. And of course, all the other awesome people that have been following and listening to the show. Um, AJ, Terry Wolf, all you amazing people. Thank you so much for checking this out and totally appreciated. Hope you're enjoying this. And again, I am open to any constructive criticism. If you don't want to go through social media, you can reach me directly, anerdblog at gmail.com. It's all one word, all lowercase, easy to remember. All right, let's get on with the back end of the show. And that is going to be starting with our Pokemon of the week. This is a Master League Pokemon that you've already heard me mention it before. I think it's pretty relatively easy to get a hold of. It may not be Stardust cheap, but it's not as expensive as a legendary, and that is Mamoswine. Moveset to run, and again, this is coming from pvpoke.com. Moveset to run, Powder Snow, Avalanche, and Bulldoze. If you want to spend the 50k Stardust to get the second move, go for Bulldoze. It is going to help if you ever have to counter Giratina. Your key wins are going to be against Dialga, Origin Form, and Altered Form Giratina, Togekiss, and Rhyferior. Be mindful for these losses, though. Melmetal, Grudon, Dragonite, Kyogre, and Mewtwo. If you see Melmetal, you need to pull the Mamoswine and pull something else because Steel does not take very much ice damage. So definitely worth reconsidering. Fast moves. Powder Snow has a much higher preference to Mudslap, although I have heard Mudslap is somewhat decent. Um, I believe Powder Snow works faster. Your charge moves, Avalanche, Bulldoze, Stone Edge, and Ancient Power. Ancient Power is a legacy. Not very many people are using that, uh, so I would not waste your TM on that, your Elite TM. Avalanche always hits really well. Bulldoze is a good backup, again, for Giratina and any ground weaknesses. That is going to be key for you as well. It is week two, fighting fire, grass, steel, and water. So if you see any of those pull, it has resistance to electric or poison. So you can suffer some better hits from those. It will drain you a little bit, but it is definitely worth it to keep Mamoswine in against them. In the end, the attack is attack, defense, stamina. They're looking for rank one 
to be maxed out level 40, 15, 15, 15. That goes for any Pokemon in Master League. They do not run on the same IV spread as Great and Ultra League do because you need all the attack, boost, hit, whatever that you can get. So definitely take a look through any Swinubs you have, see what you can build up. Definitely worth keeping if you can't get to any of the good legendaries. It is number five in the top 10 PV poke Pokemon for Master League behind Groudon, Origin, Giratina, Mewtwo, and Melmetal. It's not going to do well against the Mewtwo or the Melmetal, but Giratina and Groudon, I think it's got a pretty good shot against those. Or, well, not against the Groudon. It, it does good against the Giratina, which is listed in second place. So, that is worthwhile and definitely an attainable Pokemon. I, that was the key that I wanted for this week. I wanted a Pokemon for you guys to suggest that was attainable. Your budget pick is definitely going to be, again, look at that Torterra. I've talked about it earlier. It looks really, really good, at least on paper. I'm going to definitely try it out and maybe have something to report back to you for next week. All right, the last little thing we're going to do is AP Battle Academy. AP, if you've ever heard of it before, it means advanced placement is basically like a higher ranking class. I kind of got the idea for calling it that because I did take AP English in high school, although um, it only got me one of the English credits I needed for college. Oh, well. All right. Today's advanced tactic for Go Battle League, I'm talking about today the Sacrifice Swap, also known as Sack Swap or a Sack Switch. This definition is coming from Ghost Stadium. Stadiumgaming.gg, go to the menu, they'll have a list of resources and the definitions for PvP will be there, including this one. Their definition, a Pokemon used as a Switch in that potentially could die quickly due to a specific opposing counter switch. This would leave the opposing counter switch switch locked at risk of being counter farmed. For example, in Temptus Cup, Wish Cash was used as a sack swap, drawing out the opposing grass Pokemon, which could then be counter farmed by Skarmory. Okay, to basically understand this, it is using a Pokemon as bait to attempt to bring out a stronger Pokemon that your opponent has in order that you can let your bait Pokemon just die off quickly, pardon the snap, and in that case, bring out your stronger Pokemon, saving you a switch clock where your opponent is locked. You know the drill. Once you use a switch, the clock times out for a minute and you can't switch again. By using a bait Pokemon to bring out your opponent's stronger one, that you can hit with your counter, you are putting yourself in an advantageous situation. However, it is risky as you will lose a Pokemon in the process. So think carefully about using a sack swap. It is a good strategy to practice though. So that's definitely worthwhile tactic. I've used it a few times successfully. Um, practice with your sparring partners if you have sparring partners. Um, if not, you can go into Discord and find all kinds of communities. Hopefully you have a local one. Uh, I know on Instagram we have a group called Pelo Boys run by uh, Pelo Pogo on Insta. And I don't know if any of them do sparring or not, but they have a regular tournament 
every month at least. That is worthwhile if you want to try practicing in a tournament situation, but that's definitely worthwhile to look into. Alrighty, that is a show. I feel like it's a lot of information in a short amount of time, but uh, I think I did pretty good today. <laughs> um, I hope you enjoyed it. If you have any questions or comments, you again, you can hit me up on Twitter, Instagram, or my email for the show and everything, anerdblog at gmail.com. I am open to any questions, comments, constructive criticism. I did get a message over Insta either last week or thereabouts from Disneyland Kid, and I gave him some advice on building a team for Ultra League. So I am open. Please hit me up. I appreciate it. Thank you so much if you've made it this far. I totally appreciate every last one of you that's listening to this. It means a lot to me. I hope you guys have a wonderful week. Good luck in Master League. Good luck on those mega raids. I'll see you guys next week. Have a great week.